Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the Williams and Bloom Sunday night podcast. We are recording this actually on Sunday morning this week, the 30th of July. It has been a crazy, crazy week with realignment. We've got football media day coming up this week. Of course, all this hit while I was on vacation. It's a long-going joke with Cyclone Fanatics out there that all hell breaks loose whenever I leave the state of Iowa. It's okay. I ended up working most of the time, but that's fine. I love this realignment stuff, and we're going to get into it today as the Big 12 is finally on a uh, off. The Big 12 is on offense, which you just haven't seen much over the last 20 years. And it's a good and interesting topic for us to discuss here on the Sunday Night Podcast. Before we do so, though, I want to give a shout out to our presenting sponsor, MechDine and the MechDine Corporation. They, um, they're, they're such a good sponsor. They are so loyal and awesome to work with that they not only gave us the idea for this Sunday night podcast back when the pandemic hit, but we're going two days a week now. Uh, We are going to be on Wednesdays as well. During the season, I do believe we will have a set time that we do it right now. It's a little bit sporadic because of schedules and whatnot, but people like the video. Yeah. So we're, we are, we're going to do that as much. Now the Sunday one, Probably not as much yeah. because there's logistics involved with video. We have to get Aiden down to the studio. We have to plan our Sundays are hard when you're in dad mode, as, as you know. Some nights we record this at 11 o'clock at night. Some Sometimes. days it's at 11 o'clock during the day. Like today. So we'll get video up as, as much as possible with that. The Wednesday one will probably be primarily video, which is a, which is a good thing. Um, but we couldn't do any of it without our friends at MacDyne right. and the MacDyne Corporation. Please check them out at MacDyne.com. I would encourage you to apply for a job with them. That It's a phenomenal company. I tell people all the time, if I ever get out of this media world, that's the first place I'm, I'm going to look for work because I admire Chris Clover, their CEO, so much just as a human being. And I know how they treat their employees. Uh, check them out at MechDine.com today. We have so much to get to. We're going to start things off with an announcement here about the future of CycloneFanatic.com. And uh, obviously a ton of realignment stuff to get into. But first, we cannot start the Sunday Night Podcast the without horns. hearing our friend English. into the lake of the Ozarks on Tuesday. Supposed to go on Monday, but been dealing with stuff. Delayed it for a day. Go Tuesday. And like, I'm not kidding you, Bloom. The second we parked, I start getting uh, Colorado's moving. And you're going, oh no. Son of a bitch. (laughs) You knew it was going to happen. 
you knew when you scheduled this trip what was going to happen. Yeah, what a, it, the luck, good thing is it was just down at the lake. It's not like I was in like Jamaica or you right. know. You had pretty good internet. Yeah, I had fine internet. The problem is though, you like, were busy. You had like premium updates up the yeah yin yang. <laughs> the the problem was on the lake. And if anybody's been down there, like, so my family, we're not like normal Lakers. We don't like just sit in around the pool. We'll go on like 70 mile boat rides and stuff. Like yeah, your dad loves taking out that boat. Yes. So like, usually you have service, but I mean, the amount of articles that I typed up on my phone in the middle of that winding <laughs> some, lake, some, some nook and cranny. Yeah. It was, and you just pray that you're going to have service when you need it. But no, it, we were... We had a good trip. It was the last trip. My we try and do one every year where my whole family, over my sister and her kids, see they're all in like high school, and middle school, so they got sports up the yin yang. They're not as flexible as we are, so to get everybody together at once is hard, and it it was well worth it. We had at one point we went to a restaurant and there were twenty four people from the town of Clarinda in the same spot. That is crazy. Well, we you know we run as a pack. Wolfpack, baby. Did you sit at one table or do you split up? We we had like six tables all <laughs> put, but it was a blast. Yeah. Small town, but to USA, go. baby. I wish that lake was a little closer. It's it's really not it's, bad. It's, it's a five hours. hour drive. Five, it's a five six. hour drive. Get the kids on their iPads. <laughs> Throw on a podcast. I listen to books. That's kind of my thing now. Like I did you I've I've started to trim down my podcast listening like where it used to I used to listen to like fifteen and now it's kinda like a DVR to me. Like I don't have time, so I, I, I listen to like three or four. So here's a question when you were down there. Did you pour out some moonshine for Stu Mandel? <laughs> Funny you ask. Cause I haven't told you this. Oh may, maybe I did. I don't know. Stu's gonna come on the show again. What? Yeah. He reached out to me this week. And he like he wanted to he, he wanted to make amends because he was so incorrect. Did I he, think. Did, he ad, did he admit fault or was he trying to like? No, he admits fault. Okay, he said I I've realized how badly I botched it when I was on with you guys. Wow, and he growth. goes in personal growth, and he says in Twitter doesn't let me forget. <laughs> so Stu, I, he's a good guy. He just was wrong. He's not a bad human. I want people to understand that when they're tweeting at this guy. But he asked if he could come back on, and I said, yeah, I'd love to have you on. Hey, I don't have too many highlights of my career where I'm just, yeah. like, when we were just dead on. I'm going to keep gloating on that one. That's not, fine. That's, I'll take scoreboard forever. I don't care. I, I told Stu we'd bring him back on, you know. I, the problem is, what is he? I mean, what is he going to say? Well, he's just going to say I'm wrong, and I think that he's, should be about I it. I think he's wanting to explain, like, where he was coming from. Okay, well. And, but he was way off. <laughs> way off. There are so many of these guys. It's like Dumb and Dumber. Why Samsonite? They completely botched this whole Pac-12 strength thing. And I hate to say it, but we were right. We've been right for over a year on this. We're not right about no, much. No, that's what you got. You got you to find yeah. the victory. We are not Celebrate right about much. <laughs> it was a good but. week, everybody. Hey, real quick, before we get into all that, yeah, I yeah. do have an announcement to make. Okay. And I make this announcement just beaming with pride. Brent, you know probably as much as anybody how much I love our community at Cyclone Fanatic and the hours that go into not just like writing or podcasting, but really like the, making sure it's running is Absolutely. hard. Yes. Like it is a... Um, it is a 24-hour job, 
because it never stops churning like the server and you guys are all nuts. I'm talking about you fanatics. Like you never, you never stop. And we appreciate that. And we are always striving to bring you the best product possible. I think especially now, and you look at conglomerates just laying people off left and right. Yep. We are more committed to covering Iowa State than ever. Being locally owned. And um, we've come to an agreement. And the great, I've I've said this forever, he's the best sports writer in the state of Iowa. Rob Gray is coming back to cover the Cyclones for us at Cyclone Fanatic. Now that's a win. Yes. Big time. Very excited about this. He has... Uh, Bringing it back. Rob really made a big move back. What year was that? Like 2011? Yeah, when he left the uh, Cedar Rapids Gazette to come work for us. Because back then, it what it still wasn't normal for the newspaper guy to leave for the website. Well, so Rob, it's the time. And he is going to come on. And we're going to do a podcast this week to talk about all this. And just it, to kind of preview football media day. Very cool. Yeah. But Rob made a very um, unselfish move at the time. He, his kids had gotten a little bit older and he wanted to work more. And he went back to the Gazette because he could get more hours, make more money. And that opened up an opportunity for us to hire Jared out of college. So it, kind of, it was very much a win-win for everybody. Jared leaves and like, there's only so many people I can feel comfortable with and trust and Rob is the absolute perfect guy for this job to mentor Colin, or not Colin, Connor, to help Jacqueline become a better writer, to really just rise everybody. And if you know Rob, he's one of the most positive humans on the planet. You always know what you're going to get with him. And I'm and, really, really happy that he's coming back to work with and us. And he's still a great writer. He's the best. So he's get, the best. And the thing, and to, to have him on the daily... The yes. Daily Beat. He's a pro. He's he's fantastic, and he'll bring bring everybody up. And, man, what a win. Really Great excited job. to get Rob back. And he will be starting with us on Friday with Football Media Day. Right in time for Media Day. Beautiful. Uh, we will have more announcements, too. I think you guys are going to be, if you like our Cyclone podcast. I ran it. I had so many people stop at Ragbright. It was the coolest thing. Good. I just said, hey, appreciate Appreciate the Williams and Bloom podcast. Keep it up. It's like thank you. Like that actually means a lot. So we're, we're actually this year. Some guy was listening to it when he came up to stop by. He's like, I just got the Wednesday one tuned up. <laughs> I I'm actually a little concerned that we're gonna have too much content this year. So uh, we're such thing. We're figuring all that out. That will be our whole lineup will be ready uh, coming up here in the next week probably. But Stephanie and Elisa will still be doing Title Nine. We're gonna be doing. Williams and Bloom twice a week. Jeff Woody will be hosting two podcasts a week, football and random things. We kind of announced this last week. Colin Newell, the former Cyclone, is going to be hosting that with him. That's right. So we've got really good insight. And then I have another former player for the Wednesday show that we're working on. I have a former men's basketball player with um, our personalities. And we're bringing on some new personalities as well. And we're, we're bringing in more voices which I'm excited about. It's not just going to be like three of us. We're going to have like 10 voices giving their opinions and insight on the Cyclones. And then Rob's steady hand uh, to guide it all the way through. He always was very logical. Yeah. You know, he even, he even made Adam Gray sound intelligent well, you know, I, every once I in a while. I still, he's he has the grizzled veteran. The grizzled veteran. That's what Rob's always going to be to me. 
Rob has made as profound of an impact on me as a, I don't know if I want to use the word journalist anymore, but like teaching me along the way. And like, you know, one of the things too, I'm writing this book now, Rob's written numerous books. He, he He's just a guy with a wealth of experience. He's from Ames originally. Mm-hmm. He's covered Iowa. He has perspective. And what I like about Rob is there's no, he's just going to, He's going to work. He's going to cover the team. Yep. And that's what I, I do think that we have gotten so into the podcasting thing that we as a company can do better with the written word. And that is something that's hard as a media company because it doesn't create the revenue. But I think it's really important for us to be well-rounded. We almost have three companies as far as the content goes. You have social media, you have the written word, and you mm-hmm. have the podcast network. Yep. And the message boards are yeah. kind of And the message too, boards, yeah. Important. And we have, a, you know, our premium, which is, I kind of lo- lump with the, the written word, but like, we need to be really well-rounded and I'm, I'm fired up to have Rob back. That's the perfect timing, right in time for football season. Right in time for football season. Well, speaking of that, I just gave him a shout out. So let's just knock this out and give some love to our guy, Colin Newell. Uh, you can check him out again. I, I would just recommend you just Google Colin Newell. Uh, Farm Bureau Financial Services. He saved Bloom like $600. There was a guy on the message board who posted the same thing, the exact same thing. And he's like, I don't even need to, I'm not even doing this because I got asked to. He's like, I just want to let you know I saved $600. Yeah. And, and he said it took an hour of my time. His quote was, What other job do any of you have that you can make $600 in an hour? And he said, I rest my case. <laughs> well, that's great. And you get to go out to coffee and, and bullshit with a former well, he's, cyclone. He's great. He's oh, a man, great he guy, awesome. and we're excited to have him uh, with Jeff Woody for football and random things this year. We could really get some insight. You know, I said for years, like, there's one guy I trust on the line, and it's Bruns. Well, now we have a second guy, guy who knows what the hell is going That's on. Because right. we don't, we're we not don't trained know. for it. So, yeah, we're going to lean on Colin for a lot of that here on Cyclone Fanatic. What a week it was. Oh, my gosh. Colorado I- makes the jump. What a, it was just a whirlwind of a week. Yes. And, you know, once you started, and you were, you were on it, I think, really before anybody, once you st- started seeing some of the, you, it wasn't just the, the message board speculators or those Twitter guys that have developed a reputation. <laughs> the guys are just constantly <laughs> throwing, stuff, throwing out. stuff out. It was le- legitimate ones like you, and then you saw McMurphy, and you're like, okay, it's really happening. It's really happening. And the Big 12... I, I, we're, we're calling we're calling the fight. The Big Twelve has won the battle over the Pac twelve. It is over. It is over. You do we need to wait for Arizona? Nope, because it's going to you, happen. You're. I think it is too. I, I, so I want to clarify real quick. Yeah. So I put a, I had a report or on I, somebody will. Yeah, I had a report on Friday, and I'm I'm a hundred percent confident in this. I wouldn't have posted it if I was. You've been dead on that. Arizona appears to be on the clock. Yeah, you got to give you now. Now they're really on the clock. And the so let's talk about UConn, okay? Because this is this will this amps people up when you bring up UConn. Yeah, UConn is is a divisive, very topic. polarizing, mainly negative here in uh, in Iowa. I personally think that they are being used as a bit of a bargaining chip. The way I view UConn, your mark would add them today. I don't. So think he is legit. It's legit for him that he he would take UConn. I think he would. If it, if I it came think down to that, that, it has been the best case scenario the whole time to get four of the Pac-12 schools. 
here's the thing. So many of you, I, I understand, Brent, I can get inside baseball with this media talk. So t- I want to make it simple. But I mean, like our guy, Jeff Van Gundy, just got laid off from ESPN. Yeah. They're laying off people left and right. right. They are, I actually just read a report in Barron's this morning about Disney as a company and one of the biggest um, cost-saving things they're doing is cutting sports rights. Okay. So when you add four teams at what, 32 million a year, mm-hmm. I mean, you're, you're, you're taking your TV contract from 350 million to 500, right? Mm-hmm. So like, I think that ESPN stance, I'm just putting pieces of the puzzle together here is if we're going to add four, you better get the right four. Yeah. I think the big 12 is being very cognizant. They're not going to take Arizona, Colorado, Oregon State and Washington State. Yeah, no, that doesn't. I think that would piss off the media partners. Sure, that doesn't that doesn't help your brand. I much think either. if they can get Arizona now, they are content to stay at fourteen and wait this thing out, see if the ACC implodes, whatever. But I believe if they think that they can get, let's say, Washington, Oregon, Utah, like whatever, I don't know, Arizona State. Yeah, well, they've still kind of been. I think they'd take Arizona State. I think they would. I think you should. I think that that would be a reason to go to 16 yes. and then you wouldn't alienate your media partners as well. I think that's the spot. It's going to be a busy week with Arizona. I have a hunch Washington is more in play than people think. Interesting. This is just a hunch. Well, if those two, the two big ones, so Oregon and Washington, they have to be thinking about this now. Because if they don't and the Big Ten's not an option, what are you going to do? The other thought would be like the the ACC and the Pac-12 come up with some weird alliance, but gosh, that's just delaying the inevitable there too. But that would also like we want to talk about media partners. Well, who owns the ACC? Right, ESPN does. Does ESPN want no. that? This is what I've been it's, saying yeah, for a year a to economic, you people. It's an economical decision. To- this is what the national guys have never understood. Yeah, is that they they being ESPN, Fox already owns USC and UCLA. Okay, so they don't really give a damn about the rest of the Pac-12. Although I don't think they would argue with getting a few other late-night options if they're good ones. That's why Dormark played it great. He's got both of the TV partners in play. What these people have never understood is that the Pac-12 doesn't inherently own the West Coast time zone. Those schools do. So if those schools are in the Big 12, you still get that fourth time zone, but you don't have to pay for everything. It's on discount. Yep. That's what you these guys have never you don't understood. Need Stanford at that point. These guys that have pounded their chest being like, well, well they, they bring the late night. Pro- no, the, schools the do. Pac-12 doesn't. The schools do. And if yep. those schools elect to go somewhere else, that's where that inventory lies. And you save. And you don't have to pay Oregon money. State. And you don't have to pay Washington State. And you Cal. don't have to pay Cal. Yep. You don't have to pay Stanford. Yep. It's that simple. I mean, honestly, the what Klyakov... Klyakov's inaction destroyed the big, destroyed the Pac-12. They could have last summer when Texas and Oklahoma left. They could have killed the Big Twelve. They could have killed the Big Twelve that next week mm-hmm. because there were, I'm guessing, four to six schools from the Big Twelve that would have gone that next week, and it would have been over. I'm guessing everybody would have. Well, yeah, anybody wouldn't have been invited. Yeah, I mean, they wouldn't have invited them all. They wouldn't have invited Iowa State. It was so. the same situation. Where they had the cards and they elected to be like, oh, the, the arrogance got in the way. Oh, we don't want the truck stop. Schools in the truck stop conference. Elitism, yeah. arrogance. And, it, 
And ultimately, people that care went out. People that care are always going to win out. I mean, it, it's it's almost a cool thing for the sport that it worked out this way. And again, I feel bad, honestly. That, so here's, here's my, I'm conflicted here. I feel bad for Oregon State and Washington State. I do and too. Utah. I don't feel bad for them. Not really. Because I do not feel bad. They're the one Pac-12 school. Actually, you know what? I don't feel bad for Stanford and Cal either. They're fine. They're, they don't care. They, they don't care about They're, this. Whatever. Screw yeah. them. Utah is the most arrogant, you know, over the moon, like for themselves, for, yeah. self-important. I'm, I don't care about that. But Oregon State, Washington State, very similar to Iowa State. And now you feel bad that they get caught up in this. But same time, you know, it is what it is. We were on the other side. And it's not fun. I I think they're I think the Pac-12 is in trouble. And now it's a race. If if I'm Arizona, I'm trying to get out this week because now the pressure's off you. Colorado made the move. You don't have to be the bad guy. You jump on, or you risk being in a conference that is now fifth tier. So, man, I I just think. What your mark has done in the last year that he's been the commissioner, uh, really one of the great stories in the last decade in college sports, what he's done with what the cards he had when he got in here. But I blame, at the end of the day, uh, give credit to your mark. Klyakov, Klyakov has co- cost them everything. He literally, between Larry Scott and Klyakov, the Pac-12 went for, from potentially being the best conference. Remember, they could have had Texas and Oklahoma oh, yeah. and all those to now look at them. Some really bad commissioner hires. I, there. I mean, that just shows people, personnel matters. Who matter? I'd also make the point that I would blame the Pac-12's presidents as much oh, as I would. Yes, the and they're often correct. And that's why I'm saying it's all part of that. Yeah. The arrogance of like, oh, we're, we're going to be fine. The we're whole these, these schools that mocking care about. Big 12 fans for going to games. Just, oh, because we have, we have beaches. You know, we have, oh, there's so much to do out here. Well, well, that's kind of stupid because what we're talking about is football here. Like, I'm not arguing that we have better beachfront property in Iowa. I'm arguing that there's better football fans, which watch TV, which is why they pay the money. Yep. Congratulations on your large endowment, Stanford. That yeah, does not like, impact your football. That's league. It's a different conversation. Yes. And, the, and those elitists cannot separate it with what we are talking about. And that, my friend, goes into the media as well. A lot yep. of elitism when you're reading a lot of this stuff. Yep. Yep, and that, but it just, again, and they couldn't separate the two. Iowa State is not Stanford. I'm not arguing that. I will argue that a hell of a lot more Iowa State fans are going to subscribe to a streaming service than they would Stanford. Right? Correct. Correct. And the fan base. So if you're Iowa State, if you're a fa- Iowa State fan right now, take a victory lap. You are the reason why the Big 12 survived. Seriously. The, pa- the Big 12 fans are why the Big 12 survived. And that's actually really cool. You know, for as much as you feel helpless a lot of time with this stuff, yeah. it is your going to the games and your watching of the games that is going to put the Big 12 now right there on par with uh, anybody else. Williams and Bloom Sunday were presented, as always, by Mac9 in the Wild Rose Casino Studios. Shout out to my friend Jeremy Danielson. He's a real estate lawyer. What in the hell is a real estate lawyer? It means when you buy or sell a home, you've got to have somebody to do your closing documents, all that stuff. You don't have to go with who your realtor tells you. You can use a great cyclone. 
like my friend Jeremy and his wife, Sarah, she runs the show. Let's be honest. Yes, yes, she does. Danielsonlaw.com. That's spelled D-A-N-I-L-S-O-N-Law.com. If you're uh, getting ready to close on a home, anything like that, I want you to remember them. Danielsonlaw.com. I also wanted to make the point, Bloom, that Bob Bowlesby needs credit here. Oh, great point. That could have blown up. It almost did. This is a de- this is another contentious deal where I don't think that there's a good chunk of people that understand his importance in all of this. It was it it got down to the wire two years ago at this almost the exact same time. Yes, when remember when I, the big tw- when Mandel and I'm getting I, I maybe I'm giving being too critical of him said the Big Twelve was going to be in the American. Remember yeah, he said talk? that their media dollars were worthless. Yeah. <laughs> And but that was the thought is once Texas and Oklahoma announced it was like the American thought they were going to raid the Big Twelve. That's how bad it got. Yeah. But Bowlesby with that that threat of litigation, it bought the Big Twelve enough time to regroup, calm the waters, and and two years later you are in phenomenal shape. Added the right teams. That was the key. Right. He added the perfect four, and I'm I'm sure there was more than just Bob responsible for the. What the point I want to make is your mark is being praised and he absolutely deserves everything. Yes. Your mark is what I'm saying is you're not in position to probably even get your mark. He's not leaving rock nation to come to a big 12 with no future. It's falling apart. And the reason it was like that is, and then you'll, so I'll, I will make the argument for you loud mouth on Twitter wanting to come at me right now. Well, he's the reason that, you know, he sat on his hands and that's the reason the Big 12 got vulnerable. No, no, the Big 12 was always in a bad spot. And this is where I want to bring us into the Oregon-Washington conversation. The Big 12 was always, and I apologize for using this analogy again, but it was always in a situation where you're in a very blue collar neighborhood with a couple of mansions at the end. But there's always going to be resentment building, one, from the top, because Texas and Oklahoma feel like they're carrying everybody else, two, from the bottom, because of that very fact. The arrogance, yeah. Right? Like, well, why does that guy got a mansion and I got to live in my trailer park or my uh, split level? They get all the good or, things. Right? Or whatever. They get all the tax breaks This is there. no different than what happened in the Pac-12. With USC and UCLA, you know what? They said, yeah, we have great academics, but we actually care about sports. We're going to the big... I'm sorry, Stanford. You don't care about sports. And they don't need to. It's fine. They don't need to. But we do. Yeah. So they go to the Big Ten. Um, Every conference is like this to a point. You know, the SEC has its flag bearers. The Big Ten has always had Michigan and Ohio State. Sorry, Penn State. You're not on their level. You're close, but you're not there. And what I like about this new setup of the Big 12 is that the sum is the, they're all stronger together. It's all groups of schools that have been told you're not good enough. My fear with the Washington and Oregon thing yep. is that you could disrupt that. Yes. And that's why if, you're, if, if they're interested, you make them sign... And again, I think this is where it gets interesting because with the grant, the new grant of rights goes until twenty thirty one. I think thirty one isn't a super long time. I I would love to have Oregon and Washington from a prestige standpoint. That that moves the needle. Now you're like, okay, 
well, now the Big 12 is not messing around. However, if their eyes are always on the Big 10 or some other super alliance, then do you, did you, do you fall back into a minor version of Oklahoma and Texas again? You know, everybody, where they're, they're thought of it. You've already seen some on, the, on Twitter. It's like these Oregon fans saying, oh, we'll run that league. Or Washington fans saying, oh, we would run that league if we go there. I don't think that they would be allowed to do that. I don't either, but the but it's and and it's okay to have enemies. Like it'd be yeah. nice to have. Honestly, as an Iowa State fan, that's going to be kind of a weird deal for us now. Is we don't really have a big dog that we can just uh, I mean, screw Texas. Yeah, I mean yeah. Kansas basketball. Kansas yeah. basketball is still that as long as they have Bill Self. But football wise, I mean it's yeah. We get mad at Baylor. We get mad at West Virginia. Although we let West Virginia and us are kind of bros now. We won't like UCF. Guaranteed. I already hate. Central Florida. I refuse to call them what you just did. <laughs> they will always be Central Florida to me. But Dire- directional Florida. That's what I'm going to call them. Directional Florida. Forever. <laughs> there was always... I, remember when they played Nebraska with Dante Culpepper in like 2000? I and do like, Who are these guys? Directional uh, Florida. And then directional if Florida. Utah would ever make the league, I would go on an absolute... <laughs> But spending they, spree. I would. It's you can't. I would do Twitter advertising targeting Utah fans, just shitting all over them. <laughs> but the unique thing is now with Iowa State is you you can't play the. Uh, we're just the small guy in a league of giants. Now you're you're, you're right there. That's what I've been saying. Like this yeah. is a good thing. It is, but competitively, it's going to take a kind of a mindset change. If, yeah. if Oregon and Washington come in, you can still kind of have that. Oh, they think they're better than us situation, which can be fun as a fan. But winning is more fun, and I don't. There's if Oregon and Washington come to this conference, I think they fit right in. I don't think they're going to be at a huge advantage compared to anybody else. I don't think so either, especially when you factor in geography and like that. If I'm them, this is what I would do though, and I don't know if this is possible, but keep in mind the new playoff thing. Okay, Mm -hmm. if I'm Oregon and Washington, I'm letting Arizona go. Yep, I'm going to tell the rest of the schools we're staying. You're going to do unequal revenue sharing with us in this all. new deal. Yeah. When we go to the playoff, we get to keep 50% of it or, or, or yeah. whatever. Kind of like what the ACC is yep. about to do with Clemson and Florida State. And they're still trying to get out. And, and we're going to go and get San Diego State. And if you screw it, we're getting Boise State. Yeah. I don't care what you academias think. We're yep. bringing them in because they have well, football fans. Well, that's that's what's confusing. That's got to be really weird for them. Because if they go and get UNLV and Boise State, that whole academic thing that they've been yeah. Pining for for the last Elitism. 10 years goes out the window. Yeah, you can get SMU. Okay, that fits. You can get why Rice. Are we, why, are, like, why are we still doing this charade? The Big Ten does this too. I don't know. That it, fans care about I, the academics. I stuff. don't know. They don't care. It's a different thing. Like, it, it's, I, I respect it, and I think that they should be student athletes, and I have all sorts of um, mixed, like, I, I, or I, don't fully understand. I actually randomly, I'm, I was, I met a guy, I won't say from what school, but he's an academic advisor for a major power five football program who happened to be in the a pool where we were at. Okay. And he recognized me. Okay. And we started to talk about all this stuff. And it, the guy made points to me on like amateurism and stuff where I'm like, Oh shoot, I hadn't thought of that. So like, I don't even know where, where I like stand on it. I think that it's good that they are still student athletes. I got, yes, but, 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 but you have to be able to separate it. Stanford. It's not the same. It is. It's a different 
you're a TV product. Yes. And the quicker you can embrace that you're a TV product, it reminds me. If you me, don't want to be, then go join the Ivy League, yeah, Stanford. Go. That's fine. That'd it, be great. It reminds me of it's a weird analogy, but I'm going for it. The late nineties, early two thousands, when reality T started coming, reality TV started coming on the scene, some of those major networks are like, Oh, we're not doing reality TV. That's for MTV yeah. And, yeah. and that's for, you know, VH one. Oh no, Comedy Central, not us. And then they realized, wait a second. People like watching this stuff. Can I give you another example? You know, let's let's embrace it. Now it's everywhere. Professional wrestling. Yeah. Do you remember back? And a lot of this was the era where Vince McMahon was trotting out women in bikinis and like. Sure. But we were told forever, not we. I don't know why I said that, but I am a pro wrestling fan. That it's so lowbrow that advertisers don't want to be associated with it. Oh yeah, like uh, so WWE is now on. Fox, Big Fox. Right. I don't. Uh, they're, they've got a new TV package coming up with ESPN bidding on them. ESPN's more interested in WWE than they are the Pac-12 football. It's a, it's a fact. Fact check me on that. Yep. Right? Be, well, why? It's a television it's a product. Television pro- that's what and every WWE that. thing you're going to put on is going to get at least two to three million viewers, which is a really good college football number. Yep. Yeah, I just think this this has now taught us the whole academic thing is still important. And I th- I am a huge believer in the power of high- higher education as it relates to college athletics. However, when it comes down to it, these companies do not care about your academic they prestige. Don't. They don't care. Are, are you going to get me advertising dollars by people watching? Are, is, are your people going to stream my product? It doesn't matter what their, well, what their degree is in. Case in point, the Big Ten, like, they don't, they're iffy at best on Oregon and Washington. If Notre Dame called them today, do you think they what do you think they do? No, that's why they're taking that's what they're waiting for. Yeah, because they don't it's want a to take national, those two. You know, they don't give a shit about your academics, Pac twelve. They Notre they, Dame will bring five million people every, every game, game no matter what. Yep. They that's why <laughs> it's like that's funny because Oregon and Washington think they should be in the Big Ten, but the Big Ten's going, Well, we're not moving until Notre Dame yeah. tells us what to do. It is wild how Notre Dame just holds the chips in the entire they future of the they, they don't have to do anything. They're fine. No. Especially, again, folks, with the new playoff. Like, I'm telling you, this is a great thing for Iowa State. This whole thing is is one of the best things that's ever happened to Iowa State football. Agreed. Because you're in a neighborhood, and your house is the same size as everybody else. You may not have the amenities. That guy may have a pool. Maybe yeah. he's driving a nicer truck than you. But your house is the same, it's the same size. It, I've never been as bullish on Iowa State Athletics than I am as of this moment. Now, there are some weird things going on. We're in the middle of it. With the portal and the collective, although that's, I think, I think we're starting to get some clarity. I don't know if it feels like be a, it. A, 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 a law coming anytime soon. But if we can just hold our end on that for the next 12 to 18 months, I think Iowa State's in business. Blue Midas pulled up Kelderman.com. I saw Jeff on Thursday. Yeah, I gave you. I gave him your number. He was at the the Niang thing. trivia thing. Did he come up and say hi to you? Oh yeah, I met his Great. wife. Oh my gosh, phenomenal I guy, wanted, isn't he? I said, Jeff, man, if, I just want to drink beers with you. Pal. He's the best. Yeah. Well, you'll have an opportunity at football because me and him, we, me and him and Mark, who works for him, we we tip back some beers on Friday nights before games. So I got some at news. The RV lot. Okay, go on. Can I break some news? Yeah, I'd love it. Uh, we will 
is going to have a spot in the RV Village. Nice. So we're going to have all sorts of fun stuff going on that we'll keep you posted on. Very cool. Now I just got to try to get by you and Kelderman. Well, Kelderman.com, you can check out all the cool stuff they do. I get stuck on the the truck pages, okay, <laughs> where they, they make your truck like super badass with these suspension products for these heavy-duty trucks, trailers, RVs. They've got top-of-the-line truck accessories. They are located in Oskaloosa. Kelderman is a badass Cyclone fan. He absolutely... Honestly, this is a guy who like lives and breathes. And so does Mark. Yeah. Who who works for him. Yep. Mark's Actually, I think Mark might be a little bit nuttier than uh, I don't know. I just, I'll just tell you this. I, I love the Kelderman company now. Oh, they're I mean, it's just phenomenal. They they do a a lot of different cool stuff too. They've got their cornrows for um, for you farmers out there. They've got the truck accessories, the lift kits, badass stuff. Kelderman dot com. Huge Cyclone fans, check them out today. They are located down there in Oskaloosa. We're going to get into some football here as we have a uh, media day coming up on Friday, and then um, Bloom was jumped by a man at the Niang golf outing, a listener SWAT. To, we want to talk about that regarding the upcoming season. It was, it was encouraging uh, so, feedback, but I also, yeah. I thought it was interesting. No, yeah. Conversation we, to have. I want to also encourage you. Th- there's, there's literally never been a, between the gambling thing and this to, there's never been a better time to be a premium subscriber. I'm not blowing smoke. I think we counted yesterday in the last like six or seven days. We've had, I think now 10 or 11 updates on all things realignment, the gambling investigation. That's kind of like my biggest role with the site now is like I do all of our sales and like our books and I'm in charge of the money, making sure we can operate as a business. But then like my beat, I guess, is the premium stuff. And we've we've been bumping and grinding on that. So we would appreciate your support. It helps keep us free with, it helps, you know, to do the free podcast, to do the free reporting on the Cyclones, all that stuff, and you're getting something for your buck as well. Um, you, yeah, you did. So you did the Ragbri thing. Oh, man, it's so hot. It was. I am still like we will had zapped. A, like tents and stuff like that. We did had the, tents. Did the, the generators work? Gener- yeah, I got, I've got it for you. Thank you for your, your help there. Um, we had Ames logger samples. Went, out, went over great. People like them? Oh, I loved it. You I saw somebody, some guy put the koozie up out in Kinnick Stadium. Somebody brought it with him to Kinnick. Yep. That's, that's a well, nice, well done. Nice move there. So somebody said they had the sample and they go, you know, this is like if uh, th- their flavor profile was more like a yingling, like a Coors Light Ooh. combo with yingling. So very drinkable, but with a little little flavor to Boy, it. Boy, I tell you, down in Missouri, they have yingling. Yes. That yingling light, it's called Flight is about as good of a light beer as you. I find. would honestly, if I and I now that I have had the Ames Lager a couple of times, I think it's I think that's a good comparison. Really? Yeah. Okay. So it's again really really that's, positive. Do you have any at your house? No, I will soon. Okay. Uh, August twenty fifth is going to be statewide. By I'd the way. like to try it. So, but it was great. Saw a lot of Cyclone fans. So I was busy. So Tuesday, Wednesday, Ragbri. Thursday was the Niang Trivia Night. Friday was the Niang Golf Tournament. I have never been so hot playing golf on Friday. Dude, that seemed miserable. It was, oh. And, I, there, and I give the Niang thing, holy cow, people had a great time. Um, but there were literally shots and beers at like every hole. 
Man, there were some people probably I, hurt on Saturday. I'm glad that George comes back and I support him. They raised hundred and fifty-five thousand dollars for child serve with with that's, his uh it's trivia night. Yeah, he's just he's he is the man. We got back on Friday from the lake and I it was hotter than hell down oh, there. So hot. It was hotter up here. It was so hot. I've never been so hot playing golf. I had and I'm I had to get like the towels, the cold towels just to finish the round. It was How'd so you hot. even like did you have to use a glove the whole round, I would think, because your hands are so sweaty? Yeah, it was just, and oh, got to play with uh, our guys, Billy and Stephen Fenley, though. Oh, uh, wow. We had, a, we had a blast. What a team that we, is. We had a good time. That Billy Fenley can swing a club. Yeah, he's, he's an ace. Yeah, we, we, had a, we actually had a pretty good score for us. So anyway, I had never played with Stephen, but I've played Awesome with, guy. Billy's, I had a round with Billy at Vinker. I think I've told this story to, I've told, I think I've told this story online, maybe. That we played, I think you may have been there with me on my birthday. It was right when I came back up for to start working at Cyclone Fanatics. So yep. This was like 2009 yep. or 10. I remember this now. We played on my birthday, and I hadn't played golf in like a really long time. And I go to Vinker with you guys, and I think I lost like 15 <laughs> balls. You guys are, and you guys are two of the best golfers I know that like, yeah, I play we're with. Not that good, but it made me quit the sport. <laughs> just humiliated. It was. I was so frustrated playing with you guys. And Finker's hard. Finker can can be a very unforgiving. So speaking of, and I, I promise we'll get to the or the point of this here in a little bit. So we are. This is really cool. Uh, for we will doing a women's basketball specific golf out. I saw that on your website today. Yep. So uh, go to everybody, iowastateway.com. You'll see information. The funds that we will raise to this golf outing will go directly to the women's basketball program. It's going to be at Sweet. Ames Country Club on September 12th. But he, here's the even cooler part. I had a donor approach me uh, last week. They want to match the first 18 groups that sign up at $1,000 per group, 100% match. So they're going to put in $18,000 right off the top. It's a big deal. To, so, to get people to sign up. Again, iowastateway.com, and it is going to be a heck of a party. Uh, if you think about the Niang Golf outing, same people that are organizing this one, we're going to have a blast. The women's basketball team will be there, the staff, prizes, dinner, everything you can imagine. It'll be well worth the, the trip. Speaking of that, we're going to Storm Lake. That's the other. We got golf outings a, out the Here in a couple weeks. Out the wazoo right if now. If you are a Northwest Iowa fan, or uh, just a Western Iowa Cyclone fan, get out to Storm Lake. You don't have to play golf. We you would encourage not. you to. But we'll be having our Cyclone Fanatic Road Show that night. I, I'm going to get it done this week, but we're going to have a bunch of our new contributors there. Perfect. We're going to have the, I believe, Ames Lager. We're going to have something from Westo. Okay, we're going to have something from Westo there. But get yourself signed up for that. I'm going to get that on our front page. Right now, It's just a, there's a link on our forums. We've sent out some stuff. But call Lake Creek Golf Course yes. to sign up and ask for the Cyclone Fanatic golf outing. That's coming up on August the 16th. 16th. Uh, Wiffles Hybrids brings us our final yeah. segment. We so, appreciate our friends at Wiffles, and we're going to get into Iowa State football with Media Day yeah, coming so here, up on Friday. So back to the Niang thing. I'm, you know, I've had a, a couple, uh, couple of cold ones, and this guy comes up. He's like, hey. Appreciate your podcast. This is his quote. He goes, you guys gave me excitement pants last week about the football program. Oh, God. And I was like, excuse me? He's like, yeah. So we gave this man an erection. 
he called it an excitement pants, which okay. was a new one for me. This man was erect listening to now, you. Now he had me been a he's a couple beers about, in. Yeah. Okay. Couple beers in. All right. But he's like, you know what I appreciate about you guys is you guys really, really hype up the team at this time of year. When <laughs> it's not what we're trying to do. And I was like, Do we do we go too far? Are we are we over hyping? This year's and it made me have a have a have a thought and then our guy Jeremy on the forums posted something and he was very respectful to us saying that this is part of the the timeline as you get closer to the season the hype gets higher and higher and all of a sudden you know you think you go from oh I don't know if we're going to win any games to oh we're winning nine or ten games which I don't think we do but it made me think do do we have we got have we got over our skis are we are we, are we hyping too much I thought we've I think we've been fairly fair if that's even a right. thing. What, are we are we going over the top? No, we're not. State? Okay, no, I we're not. And I appreciate this gentleman stopping by. Yeah, no, it's fine. Yeah, I'll give you my perspective. You can tell me I'm an idiot. Like, who out there just wants to listen to? Oh, we're gonna suck and lose, <laughs> win two games. <laughs> what we're doing is we're presenting the fact that, like, hey, these games are worth watching, right? Like, they are recruiting well. They do have these guys coming. They do have a great defense. We we are excited about these young players. That doesn't mean that we are sitting here saying Iowa State's going to win 10 games. There's a difference, and oftentimes fans have a hard time separating the two. I don't know about the offensive line. We did a whole thing last Wednesday. I have no idea they're going to play at quarterback. That's a huge yeah. question. Yeah. I don't – you have to replace Will McDonald. You, you're right. Like, there's all sorts of questions with this team, and we've covered that, but you don't remember that as well. Because it's getting closer to the... I've done this for a really long time. And I'm always accused of this. But then I'm also like... When the team is bad, it's... You know, 50% of people think that you're too easy on the team. And then you'll have another half that think that you're too hard on them. Mm -hmm. So, no, I, I don't... I don't think so at all. And, just, and you guys wouldn't want to listen if all we did was shit on Iowa State. Because then you would be accusing us of being the other way. Well, and, and maybe, and I've always thought this way. I actually got, uh, in, high, in college, I had a journalism professor say, you'll never make it in this business because you're too optimistic. So it was a quote to me. I was like, well, that's kind of a, that's kind of a weird thing to say, <laughs> is that you're too, you're too positive about what you cover. I'm like, well, all right, well, so be it. That's me. Yeah, we're I mean, just I, not. I, I'm not. Am I? Am I totally ob object? No, because I want Iowa State to do well. It's good for good for me. It's good for me personally. It's good for for all of us. I will always try and find a reason, and I legitimately think maybe I'm going to be wrong. And you know what? When last year at this time we were we heard great things about Hunter Deckers. Yep, I've absolutely heard he was talent wise was. We, we said it, right? He was he was on par better than Brock Purdy talent-wise. Mm -hmm. Just physical talent. Absolutely. We said that on... And I stand by that. And I don't know if that's wrong. Um, did he have the production that... No. I mean, there was, there's more to being quarterback than just physical tools. Correct. And a lot of times you don't know until the lights come on. Yep. I, I If I was wrong on that, then I will... I'll, I'll be unlike Stu Mandel and take responsibility. Been wrong the other way before, like in 2017, where he thought... Oh, yeah, you know, maybe this team get, can get to a bowl that's game. Why, you know, like that happens. What I, where I'm always going to come at it from is I want reasons to be optimistic. And I'd rather be proven wrong that way than being doom and gloom and like, oh, well, this is, you know, what a pleasant surprise. I, and I don't know. I just think, I do think there's reasons to be optimistic. I, I am a believer that 
if there's a time for the offensive line, it's this year. I like the group of tight ends. I'm not sure you guys realize how good TJ Tampa, Miles Purchase, and Bill Freether are. Or Malik Verdon or a Jeremiah Cooper. Uh, we think Dominic Orange is going to be great. I have some questions at linebacker, for sure. Yeah. One guy we haven't talked a lot about you have to replace is Orion Vance, who has been instrumental for the last four years for mm-hmm. Iowa State. How do you replace him? I'm not sure. We have questions on special teams. I still have questions at receiver. You hear good things about Higgins. I think Noel could have a really good year. I still like Dimitri Stanley. But yeah, there are obviously some questions with this team. I, am I predicting eight wins? No, I'm not. I'm not going to do that. But I, I also think part of why I like covering Iowa State is reasons to get excited. I Like I talked about last week, I watched Iowa State not win a bowl game for the first 16 years of my life. Or not even go to a bowl game. Mm-hmm. So, man, this for, you know, a lot of times I have to kind of put that in context of, yeah, would I like Iowa State to be 9 and 10 wins every year? Yes, but I but I do think there are some things for this program and they're ready to prove some people wrong. And I like to share those things. Uh, I couldn't I couldn't have said it any better than that. It's like, like gun to my head, like I'd have him at four or five wins right now. See, but, I'm still I'm 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 higher than Okay, that's fine. But yeah. like but my point is like you can still talk about like reasons to watch. Like if, oh, yeah. if, what like none of you would enjoy this if we just said, Hey, they're gonna win two games. Honestly, it's like I, I don't even know if I buy tickets. <laughs> Like it's gonna be a really bad like because one I don't actually think if I did think that I would say it but two it's like I don't know like you're a fan like you're not and so are we we yeah, want them to do well we're not we're, we're this isn't this isn't solving world yeah. hunger here correct like it just it's just entertainment well I'm so glad that we yeah. gave that man an erection excitement pants talking about the uh, upcoming football season yeah. media day is on Friday I'm wondering if we're gonna learn anything gambling wise Uh I. I I think that we're, we're moving we're, in that we're direction. Closing in. I think that we are. I think yeah, I my guess would be if if they at all can, they are going to address it before media day. Now I don't know if they can. I don't know how. I don't necessarily think, Brent, that they're gonna come out with a press release saying, Well, this guy bet on this, this, and this and no. No, that I think not. they will say player X, 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 X are currently ineligible via NCAA rules, and we have to wait and see. Because I don't think – I think Iowa's doing a little bit differently. I did a pod for Iowa Everywhere with Chad Lysico yesterday yep. about this. Because Iowa's still, like, bringing those guys out, and I don't think Iowa State will do that from what I, I've I would be – that, that's another interesting well, thing. Like, you have those guys participate in media day. So what happens on media day for the audience? They do the team picture as well. Correct. So Matt will have his press conference, and then we all go out onto the field. Yep. At Jack Trice. And it's a, it's a goat rodeo. So, and you can basically, like, I, I can go up and interview anybody I want. I can just grab them. Yeah. Hey, do you, do you have five minutes, John Haycock, or whoever? Well, if there's notable people missing, then... It's notable. And it's also public, and you can tweet, hey, this player isn't here. Mm-hmm. So hmm. I think it does them some good if they can get ahead of it and do something. But again, I don't fully understand how that legal and, stuff and who's works. Who's in control of time. I don't... Yeah. 
I do think if I were Iowa State right now, I'd probably be wishing that I was having media day a week later, but they can't. Who knows? Yeah. You know, you don't. You do it when fall camp opens. Yeah. 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 It's, it's, it'll be, that'll be probably the most interesting part. Um, I mean, football wise, there's a lot of interesting topics as well. And it just, from some of the conversations, again, I think they just really like their new staff and some of the mm-hmm. guys coming up the pipeline and excited to hear them get drilled I'm, down to, and I hope the gambling thing doesn't overshadow everything about the football team. I don't think it I will. I don't think it will either. I think, I genuinely think that people are tired of it. And I think that that goes with journalists too, that they're just like, okay, what are the facts? All right, we're moving we're on. We're moving on. And now then, let's talk to this offensive line coach or, you know, that type of stuff. And they, honestly, what, this is, I guess, a good thing. It, it seems that since the NCAA has loosened the restrictions a little bit since this all happened in May. That's a good sign. I think the story, the story will, it, I think people go, okay, well this, yeah, they shouldn't have done that, but let's move on. It seems far less damning. I think it does too. I, I, so I think the interesting part is when this comes out in the next seven to 10 days, potentially, what is the national reception? Does it, does it make national news and, and unfortunately and, and, because of some of the players i think are involved it will but i I'm just curious how long for the fan base yeah because i was here's the other thing that i just want to bring this back at ragbri this shocked me 90 percent of the people that came by our area in ames and ankeny had no idea what a collective is what nil is what any of this stuff is so i think we sometimes get so wrapped up if you listen to this podcast you're yeah. one of us that you know all this stuff but your casual, just casual Joe Farmer in in Clay County, will he go? Oh my gosh, what is happening at Iowa State in Iowa? Or does it matter? You know, I, I mean, maybe it doesn't if they if they're just learning about it, maybe it doesn't really matter. I'm just curious how long this thing, how long the story lasts, or is it move along, go to football, and let's play the games? It's, that's where I think Friday could. I hope they have it by Friday because then you just. Rip the bandaid off, and yes. then it's football. And then you just wait for the NCAA. Yes, and you just, and then the, yeah. the story becomes less important. Thanks to Wiffles Hybrid, they uh, hybrids. They are constantly um, supporting what we do here at Cyclone Fanatic, bringing us our final segment here today. Uh, looking forward to the season coming up, Bloom, because we can start repicking the lines. Yeah, I. We're cl- we're three weeks away from. Yeah, we're not week, far. Four weeks from week zero. Yep. You ready? I'm ready. Actually, I'm not. I need about six more weeks. I'm I'm so pumped. I mean, again, I got that RV spot now, ready to go. Hey, one last thing. We're selling koozies online now. I saw that, yeah. WeWillCollective.com slash store. Help the cause. They're sweet koozies. They're good, they're good. And they keep beer cold. Just trying to... That's the goal. Man, we're just trying to nickel and dime all of you to get the some The Cyclone Larry 69 thing was epic. <laughs> Did you come up with that? Or is it your uh, wife? It might have been me. It's pretty good. I'm not Larry, by the way. People think I'm Larry. Yeah. I, I, only, I wish I could be Larry. English taking you out on a Sunday. Because then I'd be hanging out with TCU cheerleaders. We will be Larry's. back. Williams and Bloom Wednesday. Cheers. Have a good one.